Hi, everybody. My name is Tom. I'm a grateful member of Al-Anon. Hi. Um, I just wanted to ask, if you don't mind, if we could just take a moment of silence um, for the person that still suffers out. Thank you. I, um, I know I have a few in my family still that I would love to see here, and um, my program lets me know that I don't have any control or power over them. Um, my uh, anniversary date is July 23rd of 1991. Um, it's been a great ride. I wouldn't say it's my serenity date because I wasn't serene when I got here. It was no. It took a long time to get there. Um, my home group is the Lakeside AFG on Monday nights at seven o'clock. If you'd uh, make it up that way, please uh, feel free to give me a call. Um, I'd be glad to give you my number and we can uh, hook up. And uh, we just love to have people come in from out of town and visit um, or newcomers. Um, our meeting continues to grow. Um, and, uh, a great meeting. Um, one of the things that <clears throat> I, I'm not always able to be there because I do travel a lot of my work, but I find meetings out of town, and, uh, which is uh, kind of a, a nice uh, benefit uh, because now I, know, now I know where to go um, when I'm traveling. Um, on the way down yesterday, my sister mentioned that my radio didn't work in my car. Um, it just happened like the day before, and I took it to um, a, a shop to get looked at, and they said, we can't fix it today. I said, well, and I called my mom, and I said, is that okay? She said, yeah, we'll just talk. And I said, well, okay. So um, we had some nice discussion, and, um, and then Jan, she goes, I-, I want you to go first. And I said, why? I just want you to go first. And, I, and then when we walked in to register in our rooms, um, I, said, I forget who said it, but uh, Jan, you're first. And I said, you get what you pray for. <laughs> and I just sat back and watched. And then, uh, then before we're uh, at outside, and she says, come on, let's go ahead and get in there so you can sweat a little bit. <laughs> so this rivalry between sister and brother just never stopped. <laughs> so she says she's the uh, younger one. That's not true. Um, what I've learned to do from my parents is respect my elders, so I respect my sister. There you go. <laughs> so I am grateful to be here. It's... Um, it's, it's wonderful always to be part of something in Al-Anon. I, um, it's been a, a road and a journey for me. It's, uh, I, I love uh, Al-Anon um, probably as much as anything. Um, it saved my life. Uh, the alcoholics talk about a saving their life. Well, Al-Anon saved my life in many ways. Um, I was not serene when I got here or in, even sane. Um, grew up in alcoholism. And um, so from almost the very first day, um, there was drinking in our family. And it was just a normal thing to do. Um, we lived on Waterworks Road in uh, Fort Thomas. And um, so, it's, you know, they talk about a progressive disease. It certainly showed that way in our family. Um, you know, when we moved that, to that house on Waterworks Road, I was six months old. And, um, and then... Uh, Jan came, about, we're, we're pretty close together. She's 13 years younger, or 13 years. No, that's not true. <laughs> 13 months younger, and now my brother's, um, what, about a, maybe a year younger than Jan. And so we're really close. So the, the drinking um, started then because every family event we had was uh, about drinking. And, um, and then when we, uh, at the bottom of Warhol Road was Frida's Bar. And we would go there with mom and dad. I, I can't remember um, if both were there, but um, we would go there and 
they would drink and we would play the little uh, bowling game. You know, it was probably a, um, a dime back then or a quarter. Um, and we would just play that and everything was just normal. And then we moved up to, um, further up into Fort Thomas. And the first thing that had happened in that house was we uh, put in a family room in the basement. And in that basement was a 10-foot bar. It was the most important thing in that room or in that house. And uh, so then it, it also had a, the tap in the refrigerator. And so and a swivel seat right next to it. So there was no getting up and going to get a beer. You just swiveled, pulled, poured the beer, and then um, swiveled back around. And, um, and that was just um, normal. Everything we had, you know, we had uh, Super Bowl parties there. We had Christmas. Um, everything was there. We had uh, a lot of friends. And, um, and we're really connected to our church. And uh, so, <clears throat> again, drinking was just part of it. And it started to progress, really, when we moved up there. Um, it was, uh, I guess, we're pretty fast and furious. Now, I'm the only one that's not alcoholic out of the five. So they would say they remember. I know. <laughs> I know exactly what went on. All you have to do is ask me. And uh, so it was... Um, and we, you know, Christmas would come around. We'd go to church at midnight. Um, there was um, many uh, drunk members of our family going to church, and I was not one of them. But they, uh, and then it was just that—that that was just typical, right? And then, uh, so I was 13 when we moved in that house, and um, you know, Alan has allowed me to um, see some really great or have some really great memories of being there. Um, but at the time, I could never. So I, I um, go through uh, grade school and go through high school, uh, never feeling a part of anything. I, I, I didn't have really many friends. Um, actually, I only had one. My sponsor asked me once, how many friends do you have? When I first got an Al-Anon, he goes, how many friends do you have? I said, I may have one. And he says, um, what's his name? I said, his name's Dave. Well, Dave and I would uh, be friends during the summer, but in the, during the school year, I was all school. And I'm, one of my defects of character, which my sponsor keeps reminding me of, is perfection. Um, so when it came to school, I was perfect, um, or at least I tried to be. So I went to grade school at St. Catharines in Fort Thomas, went to Newport Catholic, uh, very involved in our church. Um, um, just went to church, and, um, but I didn't really know what spirituality was until I got here. It was, uh, you know, it was, just, it was an obligation, you go to church, and... Um, but when I got here, spirituality uh, was uh, something that I um, had to talk to God about in my sponsor. So I go to high school, and then I graduate from high school, um, which is a good thing. But I graduate from high school, and um, the first thing I wanted to do uh, is get out of the house as fast as I could, you know, or be away from home. And um, you know, when, it, when we were in that house, um, I was pretty much, I would think, the, the peacekeeper. I was trying to make everybody okay, and it, uh, and, and I failed miserably when it came to that, um, and I felt that, you know, um, they just weren't acting the way I thought they should, and I didn't even know what that meant, really, but they, uh, uh, I graduated from high school, went to uh, Northern Kentucky University, got my uh, really first, you know, a job that I, um, for a, a company, a grocery chain in Cincinnati, known as Thriftway Food and Drug. And um, so I'm going to school full-time and pretty much working full-time. Um, I don't do every, anything halfway, um, at least back then. Um, and 
<laughs> may not be that way today. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> and uh, so then I meet, um, uh, I go to my first uh, Thriftway party. And I, and I, um, and it's at, in Erlanger where I live now. And I'm sitting on the sofa, and I had a couple of beers in. And I look up and I look across the, um, the room, a young girl sitting up on the counter. And so I get up and I walk across, and I, uh, I don't say anything to her, and I just give her a kiss. That is not me at all. Yeah, and uh, so um, we started dating then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started dating then. I don't know if we talked. We probably, I'm sure we talked after that, um, but uh, it, you know, now I look at back on it, it was just kind of God's plan. It was God's plan, um, and I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But again, the, the purpose was to be away from home and not be, a, um, be caught up in the chaos of alcoholism, not knowing what it was. I just didn't like it, and, um, and not only is, uh, you know, um, my mom and dad drinking, my brother and sister drinking. I really didn't, I couldn't remember when she started drinking. When she got sober, I was like, really? You're an alcoholic? Um, because I just was, I guess it wasn't, uh, maybe I, was, I was really working a good out on program. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so I just tried to stay away from home. So I go to school in the daytime, uh, work in the evenings, um, go to somebody's house after work, and then uh, go home and study, um, whatever I could to stay away. And um, I'd spend a lot of time in my room. Um, and I, again, I didn't know what that was. Uh, so Tammy and I started dating, and uh, we're, um, and the, the disease is progressing in my family. And I didn't really know much about her family as far as alcoholism is concerned. And she, um, we dated for six and a half years because I met her when she was 15. I was just, I had just turned 18. And so we dated for uh, six and a half years. We're getting married. Um, uh, we had planned on getting married in July of '84, and it uh, some reason it kept moving to it moved to, and it uh, uh, right before that uh, get married, I had moved out of the house. I had moved into an apartment to get re- you know get prepared, and um, and she said to me, um, "You need to go talk to your mom and dad. They drink." I mean, I wasn't really sure about that because it was just typical. It was just a normal way of life for us. And so she, um, she kept pushing, you know, you need to go talk to your mom and dad. Because there was, there was battles going on. There was a lot of uh, arguing and um, just this, uh, these resentments, although we didn't know what they were then. A lot of resentments and um, family functions were a, a challenge. Um, and so um, I made... Um, I called him and made an appointment uh, to go talk with them. And that first meeting was at the bar, at 10-foot bar in the basement. And so I walked in, and uh, they were drinking. And, I, uh, and, and we sat there for a little while, and I said, if you don't stop drinking, you'll never see me again. I really meant that. I really meant that. And then I left. Um, so we got married two weeks later, and they're not drinking. They're um, at the reception, but they're not drinking. I noticed it right away. I mean, I, and, and uh, they're not drinking. And um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, that conversation must have worked. They're not drinking. 
And so, um, and then, so we go on a honeymoon, and we go to Disney World, um, which Tammy absolutely loves. Okay. Um, you know, what do you say when, what do you say to somebody you care about when you walk in the Walt Disney World? We just went there like four weeks ago. Um, I have to go to work on, in Orlando. When I, she found out I was going to Orlando for work, she's like, I'm, on, I'm right on board with you. Let's go. And so we walk into Walt Disney World, uh, Magic Kingdom, and she stops me, grabs me by the arm, and she says, thank you so much for bringing me here. I just love this place. Okay. <laughs> so it, uh, it's um, But we go to Disney World, and when we get back, um, my mom has checked herself into a, to the care unit, which was in uh, Cheviot. Uh, I didn't know how she got there, didn't know why she was there. Um, I didn't think you know, there was much of a problem. She started calling herself an alcoholic, and I said, like, really? You know, you're an alcoholic? Um, and so what do you do when somebody's in the hospital? You go visit them. You take them uh, flowers or you take them whatever. And, um, and you go there, and she'd be showing you the picture she drew or the things she made. And you're like, oh, that's good, Mom. Really great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> and... Um, so we, you know, we go there, and, and they have family night, and it's, um, I mean, it's just like an obligation, you know, that we have, to, we have to show up because that's just what you do when people are in the hospital. And uh, so we went there one night, family night, and they showed uh, um, a um, movie of Father Martin and talking about alcoholism and about his alcoholism, and, and I thought it was really humorous. I thought it was funny, um, but you know what? I didn't get that. At all, I just thought it was a great movie, you know, probably award-winning, you know, movie at some point. But I, um, I didn't under, I didn't link that up to my family at all, and like why we were there carrying it. Um, you know, it was just another hospital to me. And then, um, so she gets out of the care unit, and um, we're just Tam and I are just trying to build our lives. Um, you know, we're married now. Um, we uh, move into our first home. And um, life, we think, is just going along good. It's, uh, you know, again, just trying to get ahead in work. She's trying to get ahead in her job. Um, then we have our daughter, Kristen, um, who's awesome um, in so many ways. Um, but she, uh, you know, we, we go along for seven years. And I go to Florida to help my brother move out of his house. Uh, he had just gone through a divorce. And so I, you know, do what I do for a brother. I go to Florida to help him move. And in the meantime, um, Kristen is uh, running somewhere, and she falls and breaks her collarbone. And I, like, I feel automatically responsible because I'm responsible for everything. When I'm, and so I'm responsible, but I, there's no way I can get home. And Tammy tells me, don't come home. It's, it'll be okay. So, but I get home, and things aren't okay. You know, my anger is starting to really get out of control, and I'm not the guy that I want to be. I was a guy, a guy that was angry all the time, resentful all the time, um, trying to make a a life that um, seemed happy. Um, but when I went to, uh, I took Tammy to a doctor one time, and there was this, I picked up this Reader's Digest article, or book, and I'm reading in it, um, this article. I cut it, I pulled it out, I stole it. That's what I did. But I took it, and it said, how to be happy. And so I'm looking for happiness, but I'm just not sure how to get there. And so I, um, I ripped that article out, and, um, and it talks about celebrities, how they, how, you know, uh, they really don't know what happiness is, and, and then they try to give you some keys on that. And um, I still have the article. I laminated it. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'm just I'm searching, and um, my life's falling apart by the moment. Um, the alcoholics are, so, are sober. They're talking about going to meetings. Um, they're talking about recovery. Um, uh, we even go to their, uh, their anniversary meetings, and they stand up there and get their coin, and they say, um, hi, I'm Tom. I'm Nancy. I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, really? Are you? No, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it just was, but I didn't see that either. I was, um, I just didn't know what alcoholism was. So um, Tammy and I are starting to have some really diff- a lot of difficulties. And from the family, my sponsor continues to remind me, it's the family, design, and there's nobody drinking in our family. And we're just like two freight trains running, um, arguing about everything. And when Kristen fell and um, broke her collarbone, um, Tammy took care of her, and I was you know, just there. So Kristen's now about three years old, and um, one day, uh, and I'm not proud of this at all, uh, she's in her bedroom, and she's three, and she's got her hand on her bed. And um, I walk into the room and say, Kristen, clean, I yell at her, clean up your room. And when I turned around, uh, the thought was, uh, I'll never do that again. So when the alcoholic says they'll never drink, I don't think they have a lock on that market. Um, I said that many times after that, again, I'll never yell at Tammy again. I'll never uh, uh, say, um, um, I didn't know what the issue was. And so um, we're, it's coming to, it's right around that seven-year mark when they're, they're sober and, um, and my life's falling apart. And so Tammy and I have another discussion. And, um, and we're, it was on the love seat in our living room. I'll, I'll clearly remember that day. And she says, you need to go talk to your mom and dad again. And I said, about what? And she says, they, you know, you got, all these, you got all this anger, you got all these resentments, you need to go talk to them. It's all about them, and um, you need to just go talk to them. So, this, I mean, as, just as it was before when I went to talk to them two weeks before I got married, this was very uncomfortable for me. I did not like conflict at all. Didn't care for it. Um, would avoid it at all costs. And so she, um, I made an appointment with them because when they're in AA, you have to make appointments. They're never home. <laughs> and I had, a re- I had a resentment about that. So, you know, um, you didn't, I mean, I just had a resentment about that. You would invite them for uh, the holidays, but then you didn't really want them there. You were hoping they wouldn't take the, the um, because of the resentment and just felt really uncomfortable. Maybe not for them. Oh, well, it probably was for them. Um, but they had, you know, recovery. I didn't have any tools. I was just trying to get by. And so um, I made that appointment, and uh, it was take it at time. It was it was right around the time that I got transferred in my work. Um, I had just gotten sent from a, a one store in Cincinnati to the number one store in the company uh, to help out there, and um, and at the same time, Tammy's dad died, um, who a, a guy that I just um, really loved a lot. He was a coal miner down in uh, Stearns, Kentucky. He was funny. Uh, kind of let everything roll off. He was just a great guy. And still to, to this day. But um, you know, so Tammy's going through that. I'm uh, trying to um, figure out all the stuff that's going on. And she, um, I go over and I make the appointment. So this time it's different. This time it's upstairs in the uh, and um, when I get there, um, my mom had fixed my favorite food, which was it's seafood. I love seafood. 
And uh, she fixed it, and we ate. And um, I don't remember a lot of discussion about, you know, anything. Um, but I do remember um, uh, my mom saying to me, and she was sitting tough. I do remember her saying um, after dinner, uh, Tom, what do you have to say? And I, uh, I didn't look at my mom. I turned to my dad. And I said, um, I just aired all the resentments I had for him. And it was about... Um, you know, not coming to my basketball game. And so um, I aired him out, and, uh, and I was extremely angry. I was angry after I left there. And I said, uh, he said, he said um, just really, um, and he said, Tom, if I could take away, the, if I could take away um, all this, I would. But I, but I do have one suggestion for you. And I, I, I kind of heard that, but I didn't do anything about it. I didn't do anything about it at all. I, um, I left there very angry um, because I, I was just very resentful. And so I, I left there, and, um, and then, I mean, things still at home were bad. And so I w- uh, went to, um, I got transferred to that job, and I'm at work, and um, uh, I'm walking across the front of the store with a gentleman by the name of Fred. And um, Fred were I, and we're pretty much in the same, and uh, we're just talking about business and uh Fred says, well, how's your mom and dad? And I said, how do you know my mom and dad? And he goes, well, I know them from meetings. And I said, you go to those damn meetings too? <laughs> I was ticked. I was hot. You know, now I'm working with a guy that goes to meetings, and they're going to meetings. You know, I just know that I'm not going to get along with him. I just know it. <laughs> and he says, when are you going to be ready? And I said, I'll never be ready for Al-Anon. Never. Um, and it wasn't long after that, my life at home fell apart. Um, my wife asked for a divorce. And so I went back to, back to Fred. Like, it was like two days later. And uh, from going from never to two days later. And I said, I'm ready. I am really ready. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, there's a meeting on Tuesday night at St. Henry Church in Erlanger at 6 o'clock. He said, let's go to that one. And uh, Tammy said to me, she goes, I'll go to the first meeting with you. And uh, because she had said you got to do something, and I uh, and I and she couldn't go, and I said I got to go, I've got to find, I got to do something, and I don't know what it's going to do for me, I don't know, um, I just don't know. But Fred says um, he's going to meet me there, and we'll see. So it, I get there, it's on the undercroft of the church, and it's uh, around about an eight foot table. There's about eight people there, Fred and I, uh, and six. And uh, the meeting starts, and um, I'm just listening. Um, I'm very anxious, and uh, uh, just really don't know why I'm there. And, uh, and I'm listening to people share. And at the, about five minutes left in the meeting, uh, they said, well, Tom, do you have anything to share? And I cried. I mean, it was, I was bawling like a baby. And um, I don't, I, I, to this day, I don't have a clue what I said. But when I walked out of there, I felt just a, a smidgen of relief, just a little bit, where um, I knew that maybe it was, uh, again, I just, I, I just kind of felt a little bit of relief that I felt better. You know, and they say that, um, at least when, uh, what I hear is that um, you always feel better w- uh, after you had a meeting than when you came in. Um, I also hear that there is no problem so great that two meetings in one day so um, I started going to 14 a week. Um, I was sick. Fred would tell me every day, man, you're sick. 
And, he, and I, he goes, you going to a meeting tonight? And I said, yeah. And he says, good. He says, you need it really bad. <laughs> and um, we'd be at work. Um, you know, after that first meeting, we'd be at work. And things, again, things were at home were bad. We're getting, se- we're getting divorced. We're getting separ- separated. And, um, and I'm going to Fred, and I'm saying, hey, Fred, she's doing this. I'm not even focused on the alcoholics at the time. I'm focused on her. And, um, you know, I don't want to lose my, I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my family. Um, I love my wife. Uh, and, um, and I go out to Fred and he'd, he'd just throw out three fingers and he, and then he'd run away. He'd run because I'd just wear him out. But, uh, he'd, uh, he'd run away and I go track him down. And I said, what do you mean by that? He says, look at the third step, turn it over to God. So just turn it over, Tom. You've never done it. And so, um, and he and I would go out on the, the front of the store and uh, talk about the serenity prayer, talk about recovery, talk about the, the Lord's Prayer, and we would just pull those things apart and so I could understand and what they meant and how, they, how I could use them in my life and practice this in my life. So it was, I was like a, slow, a very slow learner. Um, it took me uh, quite a while. But um, so he, um, we're working together, and um, my, life, um, my wife and I uh, get separated. And um, I move uh, in with the alcoholics. Um, and I, I don't understand alcoholism. I still, I, I just don't, I, or I didn't at that time. And so I move in with them, and um, it's about uh, maybe five weeks. Um, and it was a, a um, I think it was God, I know it's God's plan, because it brought um, some great healing uh, to our relationship. Um, we started talking about alcoholism at uh, start going to meetings together. You know, I would watch them in the morning, and then um, I'd watch them in the night. At night, and, and so I had I had to learn this. I you know, I, although I was real active in my church, I just didn't have an idea what spirituality was. And so um, I'm going to a lot of meetings. Uh, five weeks in, Tammy and I uh, are talking, um, and we decided to give it another shot. And so I moved back home. Um, and it wasn't long after that. It was forward again. It just, nothing had changed. Um, I was feeling like I was changed a little bit, but just not, not enough. And so um, we get separated again, and uh, I moved back in with the alcoholics. Um, and so we continued to do the same thing. We uh, talk at dinner. We go to meetings. Um, I started to feel a little bit stronger. And, um, and um, you know, we're filing for divorce. And if it wasn't for Al-Anon... Um, I'm sure that we wouldn't be married today. It's, uh, we celebrated 30 years or so. Uh, but we wouldn't be married today if it wasn't for this program. So we moved back uh, in with the alcoholics. And the, uh, uh, I'm, st- I'm going to that many meetings a week. I need it really bad. I'm going to four on my day off. I'm uh, going 10 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in, in the afternoon, at noon. I'm going to 6 o'clock. I'm going to 8 o'clock. Um, so, you know, if, I must have, the problems were big. But they said only two. I went to four. I knew I had I needed some help. And I, um, so I ended up uh, uh, going to a lot of meetings. And um, then we decided to try. Um, Tammy and I tried to, to do it again. I can't remember exactly how far apart that was. Um, but we moved back. I moved back in. So now I lost track. Se- second time I moved. And um, it worked for a little while. But then it, um, on the... One night on the, on the deck, we're sitting on the deck, and uh, she says, I, I want a divorce. 
I don't want to. I just don't want. And so um, I moved back out again. I got down to the point where I could lo- I could load my car up in about uh, 30 minutes. Uh, it was it it was pretty easy, and I um so I moved back in with the alcoholics again. But I'm getting stronger by the moment. I mean, I'm going to a lot of meetings. Uh, six months in, I asked my I talk I get a sponsor, and um, Chip's my sponsor. Uh, he's uh, been my sponsor every every. Um, I talked to him last night, um, so I can get a hold of my sponsor anytime. My sponsor's retired. <laughs> yeah, funny story about my sponsor. Um, he was a traveling salesman for like 30-something years. He traveled all the time. And, um, and I, I, would, um, I worked in a grocery store as a store manager. And, um, and I would always tell him, Chip, I need a job with weekends off. I can't, can't work weekends anymore. It, the, the hours are, I just want to be more time at home. And he says, well, you, I think you should probably apply for a job that you have weekends off. And I said, well, I'll do that. And so um, I got a job that I have today, um, which is I'm in human resources for a company, and I have weekends off, uh, but I travel all the time now. So we just kind of flip-flopped on, on what we do, and um, so he's retired, and I'm traveling all the time. Um, anyway, uh, Tammy and I um, get separated again, and it's, um, I'm getting better. Um, I'm praying, I'm doing, I'm uh, working recovery, I'm talking to my sponsor all the time, um, you know, I'm using the steps of my life. Um, went to a lot of meetings, and uh, so it. Uh, um, can we meet for dinner? Sure, we can meet for dinner. I've been praying about this, and so we uh, met for dinner at the Greyhound Grill. Again, she's not drinking, but we're just we're just like two people on that date that first night when we met. Uh, it was like it was just this thing, um, and I didn't realize it till I was in. And uh, so we met for dinner, and uh, my sponsor and I had um, done an inventory on my marriage, and um, a really good, thorough, moral. and we uh, uh, looked at that as some things that um, were um, going on, you know, and I had, a, I needed some things for me in, in my life and including in my marriage. And so um, we met, and she says, can we give it another shot? And I said, um, I'm very interested, but I also know that I need to take care of this, and I want to make sure um, that I take care of me, and I really love you, but I think that, and, um, and I talked to my sponsor before I went there, I talked to my sponsor after I went there, I prayed about it, um, and so he, um, it took 19 months, I think it was, uh, we worked on that, and um, I moved back in, and we reconciled our marriage. That could never have been possible without Al-Anon because I was a guy that um, lived with. I was always angry, resentful, very, I don't know, just not easy to live with. And so um, we've been uh, reconciled now since uh, today, and uh, life has gotten better. Um, our daughter's now 27, uh, who was four when I came in here. She's um, uh, studying to be a nurse. Um, she has a job in a company that I work for uh, as a pharmacy technician, very caring and loving. And then um, somewhere along the line of all that, we, um, Tam and I couldn't have any more children. So this is what kind of you, you trust God, at least what I do. We trust God and say accept um, because when I was going to early in meetings, there was a gentleman by the name of Bill T. who say, um, 
Tom, if you have your uh, expectations low and your acceptance high, uh, then you're in a good place. And then Bill T. was also the one that said to me, go to uh, open AA meetings and try to understand alcoholics. And so I would do that. And I would uh, go, you know, I'd try to work in as many open AA meetings as I could and uh, try to understand alcoholism. And, um, and I just gained a great understanding. And I was also talking, you know, with the, the alcoholics I was living with at the time and trying to um, understand uh, their alcoholism. And my dad and I would sit, uh, this is where it came to uh, in our relationship as I was living there. Um, my dad and I would, uh, we'd all go to meetings at night, and then um, we'd all arrive back at the house and um, do some things and then maybe have dinner and then talk for a little bit. And then my dad and I would go and watch TV. And we watched Cheers, his favorite show. So you had Norm and you had Ted Danson, and, you know, they're all drinking, and it's like we're eating pretzels and drinking Diet Pepsi, and uh, life is good. And so um, it was just, a, again, that time, those three times um, living with them was a great time of healing. And, um, and, and, went, and so it went from that time where I was meeting them at their house and airing all my resentments uh, finally doing something about it. And my mom would always say to me, uh, Tom, your problems may have my name on them, but the solution. I didn't know what she meant by that, but today I do. Um, it was very wise because, and so we went to, um, um, Dad and I would sit there and, and, and talk at night, uh, build a, a better relationship in, in sobriety and in recovery. And um, so today it's tremendously different. Um, you know, I still have to, I have to continue to work this. And I, um, so I've been here a while now, and uh, what, um, with my travel, meetings can be a little challenging, but I go, now I, I travel to, uh, uh, how many cities, six cities, and I get a chance to go to uh, meetings in each of those cities. So I just started going to Orlando recently, and I, and I um, find that uh, my sponsor, um, I don't know what I would do without a sponsor. Um, one um, time I was going to, uh, for an interview for the company I work for now, but I was full of fear. And he says, uh, Tom, let's just make sure we practice the steps and talk to God about this. And so I'm on my way there. I'm on my cell phone with him. And I said, uh, um, Chip, Chip, I'm just scared. You know, I, I, I need a job. I was unemployed for six months. I need a job. And um, he, he says, well, pull in a gas station, go in the bathroom, hit your knees, and pray. Ask God, do this six step, become willing, uh, um, ready to have God remove this, and then go to seven step and ask God to remove this. And I said, Chip, have you ever seen the inside of a uh, gas station bathroom? <laughs> I said, I'll do anything you tell me to do, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> he said, Well, uh, let's go to Plan B. Let's go. Let's go find a place to sit in your car, and then you close your eyes and you pray. And so um, I ended up getting that job. Um, it's been a, a pretty great ride with, but um, it was using the steps and um, talking to my sponsor. And um, I don't suggest anybody working steps without a sponsor. Um, one night I was, um, um, it's, this hasn't been all that long ago, about three years ago, where I called him from work one day and I said, um, Chip, she's driving me crazy. She's leaving her shoes, <laughs> she's leaving her shoes in the middle of the floor. She's not hanging her clothes up. Um, she's not doing this. She's not doing that. And he says, okay, write a grocery list of all the things that are bothering you. 
my sponsor so wise. He went to sponsor school, I'm sure. And I said, um, he says, write everything on an on a index card of all the things that she's doing that are driving you crazy. And we'll meet after the meeting tonight. We'll get a cup of coffee and, um, you know, and talk about um, what's bothering you. And by the way, I don't drink coffee either, so I, I don't drink uh, like alcoholics. I don't drink coffee like alcoholics either. So I uh, just don't qualify. Anyway, um, we meet at uh, White Castle, and the, um, uh, I pull that index card out, that grocery list. It's got like seven things on it, you know, shoes in the middle of the floor, uh, whatever, whatever they are. And so I'm, I'm telling him what they are, and he's, all, he's got a piece of paper in his hand. And I see him writing down self-centered, um, controlling, um, and I see all these things going down, writing down his paper. And so we get done. He says, well, in the first one, I see you trying to control her. The second one, I see you trying to be self-centered. You want your way. Um, and he's just going down every one of them. I think, okay. And then he goes, flip the card over, and now let's write down all the things that are great about her, that are good about her. I filled up the back of the card. So it's good to have a sponsor. Just to turn me a little bit to um, be able to see um, something different than the way I have it. So I was praying before I got, uh, came today, and um, last night I was um, you know, trying to think of words to wow you with my magnificence. <laughs> and um, and then it just, you know, I just said, you know, God. Um, and so when I pray in the morning now, because I watched the alcoholics when I first got here, pray on their knees in the morning and pray on their knees at night. Um, I pray in the morning and at night. Um, ask God first have to remind me that I'm powerless over Second step, I ask God to restore me to sin. Third, I turn my will and my life over. The fourth step, I pray for me and ask God to help me see me as he sees, loves me, accept me the way he accepts me. And for, but I do that for other people too. I ask God to help me do that same thing for them. Um, I go into fifth step and I just tell, hope, I ask God to help me be honest with my sponsor with him. Sixth step, I ask God to make me entirely ready to have my defects. Um, those came out of my fourth step. And um, there's some that I don't know. God has, God has an idea what those are. And so, seven step, I go into that and ask, ask him to make me willing and um, aware and willing to make amends to people that have harmed. And so, when I came to those steps, that was scary. Um, my sponsor and I went through the steps, the, the first, uh, I did the fourth step, and I'm being a perfectionist. I, um, I wrote out my fourth step, and I got halfway through it, and I made a, a penmanship problem, you know, an issue. I wrote in pen, and I flew it away. I rewrote it. So um, it took me forever to write my four step. I did the way the big book tells us to do, or at least for me, that's the way it worked. And um, so I make an appointment with my sponsor at his house to do the. And before we even start, um, and he said, "Tom, when we get down here, you'll feel you'll feel different." And I did. I felt uh, a lot different from before. So starting to clean some of this clean. And so. Um, then when he, he says, when it comes to men's, don't you dare make an amends without ta- talking to me about it first. He says, because we're going to do the, the, first, the easiest ones first. And who does that mean, people in recovery? So I um, made appointments with uh, my mom and dad, because, again, you still have to do that. Uh, you know, I wanted, I, I wanted their, my people to call her, their people and, you know, and just uh, set up an appointment. But um, I, I don't know who I made an appointment with first, but we met for lunch. And... Um, you know, um, I went there completely willing uh, to make that relationship better. It had gotten better, but I wanted to clear out uh, what I had done. 
one of the things I'd done is I, um, around around 18, I did something to their car and didn't tell them about it. And it was like some kind of panel on the bottom. I can't remember exactly what it was. I talked to my sponsor about it, and he says, well, find out how much they cost, and then give half of the money to your mom, give the half of the money to your dad. So, that's so then it came um, to making amends to other people. And I, um, Tammy, what I felt was going to be a tough one for me. And I, uh, I prayed about it. I talked to my sponsor about it. And so um, I called her and said, you know, I'd like to her. Um, I usually don't make those reservations. She does. Um, you know, food on, you know, we just did a Harrison assessment on, in our uh, work recently. It really tells you the things you prefer to do. Um, food, I don't cook. Food's not one of my, I'm like a two out of food out of ten. Um, but she normally makes the plans. Um, but she knew something was up because I, I was making the plans. And so we met at this little uh, Chinese restaurant close to our house. And I said, um, I want to I talk to you about something. And she said, I knew there was something up when you uh, made the plans for dinner. And I said, you know, I've harmed you in many ways. And, I, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make You just tell me how to help you help with that, and I'll do it. So uh, moving through the, the men's step, I mean, there's other men's, but... Uh, and then I, uh, 10, continued to ask God to take an MA, and 11, is just have to seek God every day. So I talk, I talk to God quite a bit. And then I just want to be of service. Um, you know, I, I, I want to, um, God's uh, done so many things in my life that I can see. Um, I was flying into Portland, um, flying a few times a year. I was flying to Portland one time, and the um, plane was just cresting the, the clouds. Um, and I looked at a window seat, and I was looking off to the right, and um, Mount Hood, which is usually about, was just cresting through the, the top of the clouds. And, um, my next thought was, no human. And so it just tells me God's alive and, and working in my life. So I can. And so the steps, um, I continue to uh, use those steps, not only in recovery and try to be of service to somebody in recovery, but other people. I try to be in uh, service to, um, there's a man uh, and a couple that, um, Tammy and I cared for uh, Joe and Mary Margaret, and um, they were no relation to me. Um, but uh, uh, Mary Margaret was my mother-in-law's sister or cousin, and so they didn't have any children. And so, um, and uh, this program tells me to be service of service to other people. And so, Mary Margaret had passed away, and then we had, and then there was Joe, and Joe um, was. Uh, in his mid-80s, and um, I would go see Joe three times a week. Um, Joe taught me a lot. He taught me a lot about um, a lot of things, but he taught me a lot about me and that um, this program has helped me to be uh, kind and uh, loving to other people. Um, Joe died, um, Joe, and um, right before he died, he went in the hospice. <laughs> And um, this, I walked into his room because uh, he was uh, unconscious. But I walked in his room, and there was this man in there by the name of Jeff. Not recovery, just a man by the name of Jeff. And he had this big smile on his face, and he says, um, Hey, Joe's getting ready to go to the big party. And I'm looking at him like, What? One of the big party? I mean, I, I kind of heard that in AA. But um, he just had a big smile on his face, and we, and we talked about it. And he says, You know, he's just going to be with God. And that's really what we look to do. And so, um, you know, I was able to be of service to Joe. My mother-in-law, when it came to um, making amends, uh, I would get called over her house every once in a while. I was like Mr. Fix-It for her. 
and I would go over and fix a faucet or whatever. And I um, had a, uh, uh, I went over there to, to work on something, and her and I were sitting in the kitchen, and I, I'm trying to talk to her about this four-step thing. I mean, she's in her 80s, too. I'm trying to talk to her about this four-step thing and, you know, what, it, what does it mean in recovery? And um, at that point, trying to make it somewhat kind of a men's story, and she's just not getting it. I mean, she just doesn't, on it, she'd be all, I'd be telling her about it, and she'd be jumping onto another subject. And that's okay. She didn't need to understand. Um, but then there was a time uh, where um, God made it uh, possible where my wife and I and, and daughter had the opportunity to us and care for her the last year and a half of her life. And this was a woman that I was very um, resentful. I didn't like her really a lot. She'd come in our house and say, paint this room pink, and it'd be pink. About I mean, I was just got very resentful. I was already living in a lot of resentment anyway, and she and so, um, you know, but I, I, with the recovery, and I was able to I love her a whole bunch. She died uh, June of 2012, and um, she thought I walked on water. She thought I walked on water, and we had this great relationship. And without that opportunity, we could have ever had that. God made that possible. And so, um, you know, if I continue to look at um, my life every day, um, there's things that I can do to be of service, um, talk to my sponsor, and just do what you guys tell me to do. It's um, um, amazing. God can, I mean, God may, works on my life so much. Uh, Tim and I could never, or couldn't have any more children. We had Kristen. Um, we couldn't have any children. And, um, we had this babysitter, her name. And Aaron um, is now 38. But uh, Aaron showed up on our doorstep one night crying. I had just come home from my Monday night meeting. Uh, she was crying, upset. Um, she, her, her dad, I suspect, was an alcoholic. Um, her mom was um, truly good. And, um, and they were uh, not really kind to their children. And so Aaron came in. And it was so we said, just move in with us. We'll just, just move in with us, and uh, we'll figure it out. So nine years later, uh, she gets married. And, um, and she's married to a guy by the name of Mark. She's like a daughter to us. Um, we call her Aaron, our daughter. Um, she has a daughter uh, by the name of Julia, who's nine, um, and is absolutely perfect in every way. She, she comes to our house. She gets spoiled, uh, and uh, she is just full of life. And, um, you know, without recovery, I wouldn't be able to see any of that. I probably would have said no to that situation. And, but I could see how God was working our life to bring So um, when it comes down to holidays, she's there. When it comes down to um, one of us being sick, she's there uh, through that. And so God has a great way to, um, if I just get out of the way, to help us uh, or help me. Um, so I appreciate your uh, allowing me to speak. I appreciate the committee. I thank you for the basket, by the way. I've already broke that, that open. <laughs> so I appreciate the, the basket, and thanks for... Uh,